Hey everybody, you're listening to Don't Be Afraid of Your Dreams, the podcast where we talk about the movies we love and the monsters we all face. I'm your host, David Anderson, and today is October 30th, 2020, A Course in Fearicles, Day 30. With me today is Brooke Adair Walters. She's a production designer and owner of Cunning Fox Creative, as well as COO of Certified Life Coach Institute and a brand and marketing expert. Hi, Brooke. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy All Hallows Eve. <laughs> yes. Happy Devil's Night. Happy all of it. Happy Samhain. Super spooky because we have our blue moon, the full moon, the second one in October, the first time since 1944. It is an embarrassment of riches. What more can we possibly <laughs> ask for? You better be out being spooky. Well, I'm really excited to speak with you today because over the years, you and your work have been responsible for refilling my Halloween tank of inspiration when I needed it most. It is an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. And I want to say up front, as someone who grew up in Southern California, with Not Scary Farm and these kinds of events. I've always had a love for and affinity for Halloween, but I wasn't necessarily sure of my place in all of that. And it really was, I feel like a lot of those events really kind of upped their game several years ago. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that was the work that you did on mazes like Doll Factory and Trick or Treat that really spoke to me. And it was just the right balance of traditional Halloween, but also sophisticated and cool and weird in a way that really resonated with me. Sounds kind of funny, but up until that point, I never really thought too much about the fact that there were people behind the scenes designing these mazes and that maybe I could be one of those people until work like yours really inspired me, made me want to pursue that. So as fan and lover of Halloween, I want to thank you for that. I really, really appreciate it. And I would love to hear about your relationship to Halloween and horror and how you forged that path. Oh, well, uh, as with most things in my life, and this is kind of funny because I, I just hired a coach and this is kind of what his specialty is, is I feel like a lot of my life happened by accident. However, I was raised by a dad who loved horror, who liked to put me in a room, like the first time I watched Halloween, he put me and my friend in our house workout room area, put it on and he hid outside the door and waited until like the scariest parts and came in uh, just screaming and that was my dad. Like that was, and so he was a jokester and a trickster and I loved that about him. And then the creative side of me is always looking for a reason to put on a costume. Like I'm always looking for <laughs> um, uh, any any reason to get dressed up and play in that realm. I absolutely love it. I started reading a lot when I was young and I started reading horror and I got really obsessed with like disease, disease, but like I just have always kind of really liked the darker side of things because I think there's a great deal of beauty in it. There's a concept called the Enneagram where if you have, it's like you have your light side and your dark side. When you finally embrace your dark side and realize that it serves a purpose and it's beautiful, it really will help build you and make you a more whole and complete human being. And so I firmly believe in, I'm not gonna say celebrating the darkness, even though there are areas I celebrate, but I think it's, you should face it. And I think that facing it with some fear, but respect, at the same time is, is, is something very powerful. And I've always liked shifting people's perspectives, taking something that somebody thinks is terrible or horrible and trying to get them to see the beauty in it. And that's really like, the, that is the theme of all of my work at the end of the day is shifting perspectives and getting people to see things in a new light, in a new way, if at all possible. And then also I just am one for innovation and just pushing the, pushing the, <laughs> the boundaries. That's just who I am. That's how I 
I've always been. And I try to do that everywhere I go. The moment somebody tells me I'm in a box, I want to break out of it. I love that. Well, I think there's beauty in the grotesque for sure. And I think those of us who love and relate to horror and by extension Halloween, I guess, to me, that's a healthy container to process all of our darkness, all of the things we're afraid of. And it's not necessarily that we take some perverse pleasure in watching acts of violence or seeing people hurt, but it's a way that for me anyway, that I kind of make sense of the world and can contextualize my own experience. It's fun too. The reality is it's fun and fear is contagious. So if you study fear, you're getting an adrenaline rush. So you're getting that adrenaline rush, that adrenaline dump you're getting. So you are affecting your body chemistry when you're in that world. And then when you're in a haunt environment, we excrete pheromones that cause fear to raise and raise and raise. And that's why going to an event like that can be so powerful is because you're actually breathing in extra fear. <laughs> but fear is just a really something I've studied a great deal for many reasons. And for being somebody that scared people for a living to going to being somebody <laughs> that was scared of everything. So I've, I've been both sides of the coin. So it's fascinating, but it is important without a doubt. And it's cool. And I with Halloweens and haunts and things like that it is absolutely the safe way to put yourself through those experiences mm -hmm. and to get that adrenaline, that fun, that the heart pumping that and when I built mazes and things, I wanted to transport people to other worlds and let them go places they've never been and let them see worlds they haven't experienced. And really, that was, again, something very important to me is the complete experience where you know, you are immersed in it. And so you really get get transported and can lose yourself in those moments. I get that. And that is what I responded to so strongly. Like I love film too, but a maze or a haunt or an immersive event really feels like you are transported into the movie or into the experience. And it's tactile in a way that just watching a movie passively is not. It makes me so frustrated. Okay, so this year I had been approaching investors and I like, was, this was the year I was pulling the trigger. I was gonna be doing an experience. My goal is to bring the movies to life for people because I think that there's nothing more um, magical and amazing than that tactile in-person experiencing it with other people. Yes, you can sit in a movie theater. I love film and you can lose yourself, but to get in there and actually get to live it is a whole different thing and so memorable. It's in COVID, <laughs> right? Yes. So it just was like, ugh. But it actually has been very helpful in many other ways for me. So I am grateful for, oddly enough to say that, for COVID because mm. it, it, on the flip side of the coin, my coaching school that I run, we've gone virtual and it's done, it's just amazing. It's amazing now. And with the amount of students we have and people from all over the world and transferring it online, it's just been fantastic. So mm. both sides, again, like see there's good and bad and everything. Well, obviously COVID has forced creators to get kind of resourceful and clever. As a designer yourself, what do you make of this kind of new expression of drive-in or drive-through events and people who are trying to give us a version of that experience this year? Good on you for getting out there and doing it. You know, like that's awesome. The fact that people are going and still trying and they want that and it's being expressed. Okay, we want to be able to still experience these things and thank God that that spirit is still in people and that exists. I've always been kind of a recluse for a long time now. And so it's not that big of an adjustment for me, but the one thing that does happen is I go, man, what is there to do? Like, you know, when I want to get out, like, what do I do? And then I have to wear a mask. And But I love that, that the people are still trying. What's cool too, though, is escape rooms, which is something I've consulted on. I've consulted on three of them here locally aren't doing so bad because like you can go in with your close-knit group of friends and do an escape room it's not a business model i would use because 
mine is it's sort of like escape room meets haunt but the fact that people are still going and they want to get out and they still want to do things and there's not a lot you yeah. can do and the escape room offers a little bit of a safety still would you mind talking a little bit more about your kind of career path professionally and how you wound your way into that world so the haunt yeah. was actually again my life is a series of we won't say accidents but of me saying yes of recognizing opportunity and being willing to fill that opportunity and just saying yes I can do this well I'd started in theater when I was gosh in fifth grade and for college my first year of college I went to San Francisco and I was studying technical theater I was not getting the education I desired at that school I didn't even have to show up to class to gaze and I was like okay this is silly so I transferred back down here I ended up going to Renaissance Fair with a friend I broke up with my boyfriend went to Renaissance Fair with a friend where I met somebody that was like you should apply for haunt <laughs> um, oh, to be that a was a rebound Renaissance Fair <laughs> it was a rebound Renaissance Fair <laughs> was. Um, and so it was funny that I ended up working Renaissance Fair and I ended up also applying to be a painter at Knott's and getting the job. And the guy that had told me to apply, he didn't, which was funny, but then he came back and got it later. I painted with him. And when I was painting, I found out, oh, I can be a monster too. That's awesome. And so then I ended up being a monster. And that my first year, they have this, they have these awards called the Ahab Awards. I won every award you can win in like for being a monster. And then um, the next year I ended up running the paint department. And then from there, the following year, I ended up becoming a designer. So, and it was with each step, it was just a matter of somebody approaching me and saying, could you, and me saying, absolutely. And even if I didn't know how I would figure it out. And that's really, I, I was a, being in the right place, but also being open and unafraid to accept the opportunity and the offer. And so I went from there to being a designer, ending up taking over running Haunt and all of Haunt as a whole and training the monsters. And then it just grew from there. And then since then in 2014, I left and I struck out on my own. And now that's been about building my own business, which has been another interesting path of accidents. So I'm a partner at a film production, a horror film production company that we just shot a film called Rest Stop and it's won all kinds of awards. It's just based on a Stephen King short. I ended up becoming a partner because I took an Uber and the Uber driver was like, oh, I make films. And I said, so do I. <laughs> and we exchanged information. And I guess one of the things I'm a firm believer in is in the follow-up. So don't be afraid to, one, put yourself out there and be a squeaky wheel. And then two, always follow up. Like the moment somebody gives me their contact information, I go home as soon as I can and I email and I make contact and I maintain it. Graduating from college and film school, the best thing that came out of film school for me was the contacts I made and maintaining those. I wish that the people knew that. Maintain your contacts. It's the best thing you can do for your business. It can be really challenging to ask for help. Oh my gosh. And to, and to reach out for people. But I think at the end of the day, a lot of people love to be able to help someone, especially if you're in a position that they've been in before. People want to help a lot people of the time. People want to so. help. I mean, most people do. They do. And that's, I think they're innate. I'm going to go into like the whole psychology. People want to help one because it makes them feel good, but because they also want to do good things and people want to be good at the end of the day we all want to put our heads on the pillow and say okay I feel good about my day and what I did today I think most I mean unless we're we're sociopaths 
and that's a whole different thing. <laughs> well, I feel like I just benefited from some complimentary life coaching, but tell me about your life coaching work and how you kind of went down that path and how that's well, complementary to your design work. So I, I became a partner at a production company. And so I started out doing marketing for them. I knew that I wanted to create a company. I knew I wanted to make money. I knew, I didn't know if I wanted to go back into the design world as far as set design and things, but everywhere I looked and everywhere I turned, I heard, I need a website. I need marketing. I need a website. I need marketing. And this is something I had experience in. And so that's really where I started my business. In doing that, I met the owner of Certified Life Coach Institute. I designed her website. She had just inherited the company and we did a complete rebranding, complete rebuild. And I, at the time, was struggling with some pretty hardcore PTSD. And I went through a two-year trial. And my trial had just ended when I met her, which was just amazing, this amazing like weight off my shoulders. But at the same time, I was struggling with this like crippling fear and anxiety and this self, I guess I just didn't know who I was because I went from this fearless individual to this woman who's scared of everything. And I met Lisa, who is the owner, and she changed my life. Like, and she did it without me. I mean, of course, I'm always, I, I do this joke with her. I'm like, where I, I, you know, I picture a commercial and I didn't even want to get life coached. I was happy being miserable. <laughs> like, you know, she just like suddenly just was there and kind and loving and then bestowed her knowledge on me in such a way that it was my discovery. And that's really what life coaches do. Through that, she also encouraged me and trusted me and treated me like her daughter. And I, in knowing her and this, going into this world, the people in it are just freaking amazing. Like they're all people who want to do better, be better. What's so cool about it is none of them are gonna sit down and like bullshit you because they can't, because they, they work in a profession that, that does not allow for it. So the moment, you know, anybody's putting on errors, everybody's like, hmm, <laughs> and, and it's it's pretty obvious. And so my, my world is spent surrounded by just amazing people who are wanting to be better. And as we are all growing together, and that's just what's so cool. And so how could I not love that world? And so it became in so many ways, my world. And, and now it's my business. It, it is on every level. And most of my, my clients are coaches. It's very cool. I wouldn't change it. And it's something I've, it's kind of been an identity crisis for me at times, you know, because I'm, mm -hmm. I've got horror and I've got, so how do they, I don't understand how they, <laughs> but, but what's so cool about coaches and coach people is they're fully supportive. Of, of whatever it is you've got, you know, your dreams, your, so I could say, yeah, guys, I really, I'm going to go sculpt some, a demon and an angel. And, and they're like, awesome. Good for you. you know? And that's fantastic. It's not, nobody's rolling their eyes or it's just very, very cool. And they're all, Lisa is always like, Brooke, are you working on your dreams? Is this your dream? And she's always checking in and making sure. Mm, and that's, that's very, a good very, question. Yeah. Well, yeah. it is because we can lose ourselves very quickly. Right. And then lose our focus. But that's sort of what the purpose of a coach is too is to help you identify what that focus is and, and make sure that you're working towards it because we only have so much time, right? And in my head, at least, you know, and so we gotta keep, we gotta stay on it. At a very basic level, maybe we could say horror is about people in extraordinary circumstances, feeling the fear and doing it anyway. So if there's a Venn diagram of horror and coaching, maybe well, that's, that's where the overlap lies. So what's really cool is I have had, because of my attack, because of my trial, because of everything and my struggle with fear, I I went from being fearless and scaring people to being scared of everything and so mm. began to study fear and so since I've studied the neuroscience of fear I created a technique I call PICA that is for people who struggle with um, anxiety PTSD and you can actually apply it to anger you can apply it to anything it's pause identify change act and it's about recognizing
recognizing the first physical symptom of fear or whatever it may be, identifying that it's happening, changing the course of action of the energy it creates, and then acting. I remember when Lisa and I talked about this the first time and I was like, it's Pika and my world changed. It's like it cracked open. I was so scared and I was like, I'm, gonna, I'm never gonna be normal again. When I learned I didn't have to push it down and she said, think of a fear like a fall, like you're falling through the air. The energy is there regardless. You can't stop the fall. You're already falling. So choose, do you fall forward or fall back? Mm. Are you gonna let it propel you? You're gonna take that energy and use it or are you gonna let it keep crippling you? And when I found out I didn't have to push the fear down and then I started to study and I found out that when we are, as human beings are in a fear state, our brains are the most, we have the most neuroplasticity. So we are the most capable of changing our patterns, our, our patterns that sometimes might take years, months to rebuild essentially. In a fear state, you can change exponentially quicker. Mm. And that's when I realized that my fear was a gift in many ways. How does this show up in your work? I know you said you work with a lot of coaches as clients. Do you also serve other creative people or people oh, who yeah. are working I mean, with some kind I mean, of trauma? Or I do with creatives is I, I just want to encourage creatives to be creative and not to be scared to do that and to just put it out there. Um, the biggest message I can give to creatives is my goal is eventually to be able to make enough money that I am I'm investing in other creatives. I'm investing in people who want to make their dreams. And I've actually kind of started with a writer and I, I'm like, yeah, you know, he, he thanks me because I help, I'm helping put him through school. And I was like, well, no, you're helping me achieve my dream here <laughs> in many ways, which is for me to help other creatives see their dreams come true. Because I haven't so many, I've, I've shot a feature film and produced it. I've So many of my dreams have come true. And there's so many creatives out there that just, I think are, I won't say miserable, but feel stifled and feel like it's not possible and feel like they don't know how or like why. It's already been told. The story has been told. No, not from your perspective. And your perspective is completely different than anybody's you are a complete and unique and nobody's seen life through your eyes so your perspective is completely different share it also it shows up in my work because now that when i write well i wasn't really much of a writer before and now i write <laughs> i write and i write about some very cool concepts i think but i guess i understand the psychology a lot more behind all of this and it's about my work goes a lot deeper and into the the demons within a lot more you could say. I just so appreciate your generosity of spirit and your willingness and desire to help other people. And, you know, I think we've both had this experience. I certainly have had my life change because of one unexpected conversation and someone saying something to me that they probably didn't even really know they were saying that really changed my perspective or caused me to make a change in my life. So the fact that you're aware of that and wanting to share that with other people is really, really amazing. As a creative spirit yourself, is there a particular project or even maze that you're really proud of? Okay. I, I'm proud of it all, really. Trick or treat. I love Doll Factory, of course. I love I love the kinky and the fetish and that 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 side of Doll Factory. Um, yeah. I How love... much freedom did you have to explore that? Oh well, as much as I can get away with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a reason people love it because we're drawn to the taboo as human beings and and that was taboo and people like sexy they like weird and creepy and that just is that just exists in all of us I don't care who you are on some level it does and so diving into that especially being somebody that 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 has always loved the fetish world it was just a lot of fun it just was tons of fun honestly I would do it again in a minute I would be totally different though but <laughs> it was that was really cool I liked to when I got pushed outside of my comfort zone, which would happen on occasion, uh, forevermore was one of my outside of my comfort zone moment because 
I had a whole different vision and then I was told to make it modern. And then I was like, okay, how am I going to do this? Mm. And, but that was very cool. And it was a good challenge. And I loved when we trapped trap, that was freaking, we got to do everything we have always wanted. And, and it's something that, that I think could even be pushed further since knots. I loved, I loved doing blood author offerings. The fact that we got that maze up in 24 hours is freaking impressive as far as mm. I'm concerned. And mm. that challenge was very, very cool. And then I'm, I'm proud of all the escape rooms I've worked with as well. I've reached to the point though, when, when consulting and, and doing, producing films, other people have written and producing. So I've kind of shifted gears where I'm focusing on work here, but I want to make my stories. I want to bring my stories to life again, you know, and I feel like I, I haven't been able to do that. And I'm currently working on creating that possibility again in my world. So, and, and what'll be cool to be under my, I'll be able to do it however I want. <laughs> so, uh, well, let me ask you, here we are on Halloween Eve. Halloween obviously has looked and will look a little bit different this year. What are your plans for the big night? Well, uh, I have options. My street here, they bust in, they used to, and I don't know how it's going to be 30,000 people usually on my street, a madhouse. And it's just like, you can sit on my balcony and just watch. And it's, it is the coolest thing in the world. It's like Halloween Mardi Gras. So, I don't have to have a lot of plans if I stay home. I've got that always. I don't know what it will be this year. I've also been um, invited to go to the mountains to take part in a parade. <laughs> um, regardless of what I do, I will be dressed up as a plague doctor because it just felt very appropriate this year. Where can our listeners go if they want to learn more about you and your work? No, they can't. No, just kidding. Uh, they, um, <laughs> Soak it up, people. This is it. Uh, cunningfoxcreative.com so that'll be everything is there it'll take you from there um my cunning marketing which is my coaching site i have down at the moment it'll be up again but cunningfoxcreative.com you can check me out and you can see my work there you can see what i do and you can also if you're interested in the life coaching side of things all of the links are there on that site as well so you can link out to all of the things that i do from there thank you so much brooke it has been such a pleasure i really appreciate it and happy halloween happy halloween <laughs> <laughs> this show is an unreliable narrator production for more information visit unreliable narrator.org.